Brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It's January 26th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for being with us. Hello. Well, hello, David. How are you? Are you a little pensive this I'm a little morning? pensive today. Yes, it's Thursday. Looking forward to Friday. Looking at the weekend weather. Going to get cold. Maybe a little snow. Maybe. 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 <laughs> it's funny whenever they the snow seems to happen around here, they'll they'll predict a big snowstorm and then it'll just be a trace or yeah. they'll say, uh, nothing's going to happen. And then we get like four or five inches. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wonder what it's going to be this weekend. Yes, this isn't a big snowstorm. They're I just, don't think so. No, they're just showing Saturday night possibility. Blustery though, going to get cold. That's a that's probably that's the it. biggest thing. Is going to get cold. The high for Sunday, the high for Sunday is projected thirty five. Wow, that's chilly. And overnight we're into the twenties. Yeah, twenty seven Saturday night. Going to get Ugh. windy and blustery, at least in the Portland area. So anyway, that's it. There you okay. have it. Okay, we'll be ready for anything. That's it. All possibilities All are on the possibilities. table. Uh, today, National Spouses Day. I have one of those. I, I do as well. <laughs> so uh, happy spouse day. Happy to our spouses. Okay. Yeah. I think that, which, I, I mean, obviously that's kind of the majority of the world have a spouse. Mm-hmm. I would believe. I'm not sure. What uh, that is a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Of adults. I mean, I don't think you would want to take uh, minors into the uh, yeah, I mean, statistic. It, but yeah, yeah, I suppose you could spin that number a lot of different ways, depending okay. on what you're looking at. So, but yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. How many people in the world have a spouse? I'll, uh, what's the percentage? What's the percentage? Is it more or less than uh, 62%? Oh, I would, mm, I'd say less. Less than 62? Yeah, I would. Okay. Look well, it up. Yeah, we're going to have to look it up into the break, so that way when you come back, you're going to know, is it yes. more or less than 62% yes. anyway, of adults? Yeah, so it is National Spouses Day, so uh, give your spouse a hug. Give them a kiss <laughs> on the cheek. Tell them you love them. Okay. Yeah, I'll do if that. If I have to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Depends. If they have a cold, maybe not. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not, yeah. so... Well, all right. Well, you know, otherwise you have it's it. an ordinary Thursday. It's is, just a have Thursday. we covered everything? Uh, it is the last Thursday of January. So I find it amazing. You know, you look at the whole year and you're going, wow, 12 months, 365 days. But when you break it down a month by month, you know, January 2023 had just these 31 days. Yep. And yeah, it's done. So almost. Last Thursday in January, that would mean tomorrow is the last Friday of January. And that so incredible. how about that? February yeah. is coming up next. Yeah. So big month, February. Always one of my favorite months. It's. I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> is it February or March? Yes. I can't recall which one. You know, you have, you're, you're so fickle in your favorite things. It seems to yes. change. I can't keep up exactly. But, oh, well, you know, we're still in the winter season, so until March. So yeah. February, though, you got Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. That's always on the 14th, did you know? St. Valentine. St. Valentine's. Always on the 14th. That's so right. don't forget that date. I just went to the store yesterday full of red. 
I yeah, you know what I just boxes, I noticed that yeah. red stuffed animals, red balloons, red roses. It's funny. There's a neighborhood tree by our house. Yes, and it's decorated for the season. And I drove by it yesterday for the first time in several days, and it's all decorated with red and pink hearts now. Hearts. Yeah. Ah, I love it. So remember how I talked about getting all the Christmas decorations down, and I was uh, went out of the house just a couple of days ago and did a couple errands. When I came back in, I'm standing in front of my door, and I went, I forgot the Christmas wreath. Oh, I yeah. still had my Christmas wreath on the outside of my door. Yep. So I need to take that down because I have a heart shape wreath oh, that sure. I put up for Valentine's. There so you go. That, I got to do that when I get home. Thank you for reminding me now. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> get, get the heart up there. That's right. So, you know, we didn't do a wreath this year. It was funny because it was kind of like one of those things, we, and we normally do. And the Christmas season progressed, and we're kind of like looked at one another. And it's like, you know what? We didn't get a wreath this year. Oh, okay. And it's like, should we get one now? And it's like, nah, nah. No. The train left the station. <laughs> it's too late. Too late. Uh, yeah, I use the same one every year. It's an artificial one. Oh, you have, okay, one. So that's you. why it yeah. doesn't look all crazy on my door or anything. Right. Uh, it's still very lovely, but it's definitely a Christmas wreath right. and not a uh, Valentine's heart wreath. Well, like you put that up. I'll let so, you know when uh, that happens. All right. What do you have coming up today? Well, after disclosing in an interview that previous health issues have returned, Pope Francis insists... He has no plans to step down. This is a recurring theme, it seems like, in a lot right. of interviews these days. I know. I, might, I have a bad back, so you know how I am when I come in in the morning. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's uh, i got to stretch it out a little bit. Uh, you know what's happening today? What's happening? A big asteroid. What? S- uh, doing a flyby. <laughs> it's, re- it's a requesting a flyby. Going to buzz the tower? <laughs> Going to buzz the tower, so we'll tell you about that. <laughs> we got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We're going to start things with Taylor Tripodi and be glorified. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend, right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Lord and my God, lover of my heart, you of your name one thought of your cross as the demons rolling in their graves you
That is Taylor Tripodi and Be Glorified. 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this last Thursday, we determined, last Thursday in January. So uh, enjoy the last enjoy. Thursday. Enjoy. Make the most of it because it's the last Thursday of January and it's gone forever. That's exactly right. Hey, Miriam Marston of Blazing the Trail. She's going to join us next. She has a landmark show coming up. We'll talk about that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Find the peace you need by joining Mater Dei Radio and the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click MaterDayRadio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Maturday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7:12 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, that thick cloud yesterday never made room for the sun to no, break it never through did. like we were expecting. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same situation for today. Morning fog's going to lift. Don't expect the sun to break through the thick clouds. Daytime high is going to be in the upper 40s again today. Overnight cooling down. Not too much, just down to the uh, low 40s. And then Friday, looking a lot like today with highs back into the mid to upper 40s. All right, 45 degrees at St. Charbel Church in Portland. And it is 43 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. Well, it is a celebration as we check in with the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. And she is also the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 730 right here on Mater Day Radio, or, of course, anytime on your Hail Mary media app. It is Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. How are you today? Good morning, David. I am doing great. It is wonderful to be on with you all. Well, it's always great to talk with you, and I say celebration because you just produced 
your 100th episode of Blazing the Trail. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, I when Aaron, the producer, mentioned that we were closing in on 100, I, I couldn't really believe it. I was like, oh, oh okay, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, we started, it really started to um, kind of come together, yeah, about three years ago at my old job at the Archdiocese, and my boss asked, if I would be interested in hosting um, just a show on evangelization. It wasn't super clear what that was going to look like, but over time it, it took uh, shape, and it, it sort of has you know, changed a little bit in terms of the format over the last couple of years, but it's never lost the sort of the central idea that we wanted to share uh, stories of what God's doing in our world today. Yeah, no, that, that was going to be my question is, what was the idea behind Blazing the Trail and obviously evangelization? Yeah, really focusing on evangelization. You know, David, I um, I talk to my mom every morning on my morning walk and um, because she's nine hours ahead and I can call her at 630 in the morning. <laughs> That's right. And she's she's part of a, uh, a faith-sharing group um, in uh, her city and uh the just a couple days ago, she mentioned that the topic of evangelization came up, and someone in the group said, "Ooh, evangelization! That's that's a big word." Yeah. And my mom responded, saying, "You know, it's not really such a big word. It's just it's sharing the gospel." Mm-hmm. And I, in the spirit of that, it really sort of summarizes what I would love to be able to do with it, this show, to kind of break down sort of some of the. Um, you know, the the elusiveness or like um, sort of to demystify a bit evangelization right. and to bring it closer to home and to, to sort of debunk this idea that evangelization is for other people or it's something that happens to others or it's other people's work. Yeah. Um, no, I want listeners to walk away with the sense that evangelization um is not this this big intimidating word, but rather it's foundational to the Christian life and mm-hmm. to the identity of the church. So, and that it's possible for sure, and not just that, but it is so needed um, in our world today. Yeah, and there are so many ways to evangelize. When you talk about evangelization, and, and it is a big word, it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but it could mean, I guess, for the basic way of looking at it, how you act in life. Exactly, and well, and and so and, and so that's it. And David, you and I have talked about this before that um, it it really is God working through the everyday life, mm-hmm. and so that's the that's the territory, the realm, really of evangelization. It's not just for certain seasons or certain parts of the world or for certain people. This is something that's unfolding. It's a mission that's unfolding um, all the time around us and in us, and that's why I love. The again, the diversity of the guests that um, I've been privileged to have on the show, because we're seeing all these different angles of how evangelization plays out, and, and the variety of responses that men and women have had to the movement of God's love in their own lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so uh, a number of my guests, will, um, you know, often run apostolates or ministries, but to have this chance to hear a bit of their own story, because David, we know that they don't wake up one day and think, I'm going to start a ministry. I'm going to start an apostolate. It's the fruit of what God has already been doing in their lives over a period of time. So it's great to be able to take this step back and look at the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. 
And again, that could be in the area of um, of vocations, of youth ministry, of being a parent, and what it is like to transmit the faith to the next generation. Um, and so to be able to see all the different ways that God is working in people's lives, that's another reminder to each and every one of us that God has a plan for, um, for, the, for that mission of evangelization to come alive in our lives as well. It just kind of struck me as you're saying that about the layers of evangelization, and here you are doing a program about evangelization that's on a radio station that evangelizes. Right, you know? exactly. Yep, just keep peeling those layers that's of onion. There right. we go. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's and the great thing, David, is that we're all all these different ways. Yes, but it's all one mission, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of room to work in that one mission. Um, and I'm just and again, I every time I have a conversation about this topic, I I can n- never not mention the Holy Spirit, yeah. who of course is the one who blazes the trail. He's mm-hmm. the original one, yep. and so it's what what are we doing to make room for the work that he wants to do um, that is that is so vital. Absolutely. We are speaking with Miriam Marston. She is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening, 730, right here on Matre Day Radio, anytime on your Hail Mary media app. And of course, we're talking about her 100th episode. So let me take you back. Do you remember what your very first episode was about? <laughs> It's a great question. I was I was thinking about it. Um, I know that one of the very first interviews was uh, was with Father Matt Libra. Oh, yeah. He came he came in pretty early, um, but remember, David, we only had a few weeks before everything shut down with COVID. Uh, so yes. there were a couple of ones we were able to record uh, like in studio, and so I was I think uh, Father Matt, uh, Jason Kidd, Todd Cooper. I think those were a few of the first ones. Right. No, that's great. And you think about that, and uh, two years later, three years later, here you are going strong, yeah. 100th episode. So uh, <laughs> what what a blessing for us here at Mater Day Radio and for all of the listeners out there as well. So let me ask you this, too. What has the show meant to you? Hmm. Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, you know, David, it's interesting. There was a, a time last year where I was discerning about uh, sort of how to move forward yeah. with the show. Um, it's always good to be able to look back and say, "Hey, am I using? Am I using my time well? Am I following kind of the Lord's will in all areas of my life?" And that involved uh, doing blazing the trail. So I, I took this to prayer and I asked the Lord. I said, "You know, do you? Um, how do you want me to continue with this? Do you want me to continue with this?" Um, and it came back pretty clearly in my prayer, David, mm-hmm. that uh, the answer was yes. And I felt that the Lord has just been asking me to be faithful to this mission in this small way. And it's interesting, David, that after that came through in prayer, doors began to open, actually, wow. <laughs> in terms of of who um, who I was reaching out to, kind of the people who were reaching out to me um, and saying, hey, we'd love this opportunity to speak with you. Nice. Um, and so immediately I saw that there was a, a confirmation, really, of, of that prayer. And I just felt this is a way that I can that I can be faithful to this mission, too. Again, in a small way. Yeah. Um, but I, I took it to the Lord and said, okay, how do you how do you want me to use my time and mm-hmm. my talent? Um, and uh, yeah, he he um he was generous in his reply. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, when you think about it too, and 
the reach of Mater Day Radio, not only through the airwaves, but via the internet or be it the Hail Mary Media app. And you'd never know, Miriam, what mm-hmm. your show means, maybe to just one person. The exactly. effect it can have just on one person out there. Obviously, it could have effect on many people, but when you can touch the heart of even just one person. Absolutely, and that's how evangelization works. That's how God's love kind of moves from heart to heart, from home to home. I, I say this a number of times on the show that it's um, it, it's just it's it's very personal. It's very um, it it really because that's how God works. Yeah. He is very personal. And so, why would the mission of evangelization be any different? Of course, it's going to be personal. Yeah. What is the one hundredth episode about? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. So I'm, I'm actually putting it together now. Um, so I, um, and I didn't really know how this was going to line up, but because we're going to celebrate the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord um, coming up soon, yeah. and I, I really love this feast day, and I love the story of Simeon. So actually, this might be, um, I usually uh, have interviews, but this might actually be a more, um, one of those episodes with more reflection mm-hmm. and scripture and music incorporated into it, to to really reflect together on the story of Simeon and the significance of this feast day. And when I think of Simeon, um, David, here we have someone who waited his whole life to see the Messiah. Right. And in, in the witness of his waiting, we see a testimony of trust and of faithfulness. And for those of us who, who are wanting to evangelize, that's, it's just a powerful reminder to be patient and to let uh, the Lord's plan unfold as it's supposed to, trusting that um, He is at work even if we don't always see it. So right. I think that's going to be uh, the episode that rolls out uh, for the 100th episode. Well, we will look forward to the Miriam Marston soliloquy. <laughs> on the go. 100th episode. Well, Miriam, thank you so much for all you do for being with Mater Day Radio all of these years, the 100th episode. It's it's wonderful, and it's a real blessing to all of us. Well, hey, it's, it's been a privilege. It's been a joy, and I uh, thank you for all that you do as well. It is wonderful to be able to collaborate with this wonderful apostolate. Once again, Miriam Marston, Blazing the Trail, Wednesday evening, 7.30, right here on Mater Day Radio, or anytime on your Hail Mary media app. God bless you, Miriam. God bless you. And it is 7.24 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, <clears throat> huge congratulations and blessings to oh, Miriam. It's amazing. 100 down. Yeah. Well, we look forward to the Another next 100, 100 shows it. for sure. Now, Miriam's show comes on Wednesdays at 7.30, but you have full access to that through the Hail Mary Media app. You can also, through all of the major podcasting platforms, access that uh her show as well and head over to materdayradio.com you can find the full programming schedule 24 hours a day of great catholic broadcasting materdayradio.com support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Have you decided that this is the year? Well, you're going to get a few things done to make it memorable. Well, one of those things can be to support Mater Day Radio when you shop for the cause. With your everyday purchases through Amazon Smiles or Fred Meyer Community Rewards, a percentage will go to support great Catholic programming. Sign up is quick and easy. Just go to our webpage for all the information at materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Well, did you know an asteroid is flying by Earth today? It's pretty close. We'll tell you about it. And Pope Francis insists he has no plans to step down even as his health issues continue to be complex. I'll have his story for you, plus more coming up in three minutes. Here is Chris Bray and in the name. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. We gather in your name. We've come your Lord to pray. Oh, lead us, lead us. God, we know you seek us. Conform us to your way Won't you set us on fire
That is Chris Bray and In the Name. 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pope Francis has revealed a reoccurrence of an intestinal ailment that has plagued him in recent years while also professing to be in good health for his age. He also indicated, well, he has no plans to resign, although if he were to step down, he reiterated that he would want to be called Bishop Emeritus of Rome rather than Pope Emeritus, the title given to his predecessor, Benedict XVI. In a wide-ranging interview with the Associated Press published Wednesday, the Pope disclosed that diverticulitis, or bulges in the intestinal wall, has returned. The same time, however, the 86-year-old pontiff, who is preparing to embark on a pilgrimage to South Sudan and the Democratic Republic of Congo next week, insists he is in relatively good condition. Now, in the summer of 2022, Pope Francis suffered a light, uh, a slight fracture in his knee that made it painful for him to walk. But Francis told the AP that the fracture is healed without surgery after laser and magnetic th- uh, therapy. Yeah. But that ongoing issue that he's had, oftentimes we see him now being escorted by wheelchair right. and then kind of lightly and gingerly stepping over into his chair. So mm. just pray for oh, him yeah. and his continued health and that uh, it maintains his ability to go on this uh, trip that he's planning. Yeah, for sure. Well, a newly discovered asteroid will pass by Earth today in one of the closest such encounters ever recorded. NASA says it will be a near miss with no chance of the asteroid hitting Earth. NASA said Wednesday that the newly discovered asteroid is roughly the size of a small truck and will zoom 2,200 miles above the southern tip of South America. That's 10 times closer than the bevy of communication satellites circling overhead. Now, the closest approach will occur at 427 this afternoon. That's Pacific Standard Time. Okay. NASA's impact hazard assessment system, called SCOUT, quickly ruled out a strike, though. Now, even if the space rocket came a lot closer, scientists said most of it would burn up in the atmosphere with some of the bigger pieces possibly falling as meteorites. Interesting. Yeah. So a little interstellar delivery truck, huh? That's Coming right. to bring us something. Gonna, gonna buzz a little, by. A little space dust. Yeah, I guess so. Don't look up. Don't look up. Well, catalytic converter thieves are causing big issues at Portland Public Schools the last several months. Thieves have been stealing catalytic converters from PPS buses. Now they hope electric fencing going to put a stop to it. On Tuesday night, in a unanimous decision, the Portland School Board voted to install an electric fence around their bus yard in northeast Portland. For months, bus drivers have been concerned about the thefts that have been taking place in all hours of the day. Bob Foster, who is a school bus driver with the school district, gave his testimony on Tuesday night. He said catalytic converter thefts are still occurring. Fuel thefts, fuel tank damage is still occurring, as well as fuel card thefts from the buses. Mm. Now, Brandon Coonrod, who is the assistant director of student transportation for the district, says they've already spent nearly $30,000 on repairs this year alone. 
Now, over the next couple of months, both the May, the Marine Yard and the Columbia Yard will soon have better protections. Coonrod added that he expects the fencing to be installed over the next two months. Interesting. Are they going to get a dog? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose there's cameras already up there, but it, it's amazing how we can see things like asteroids from out of state base, yeah. you know, so clearly, but we can't seem to catch these thieves that are going mm. after school buses now. Come on. Yeah. Well, millions of Americans say they regularly turn to medications for helping fall asleep, which experts say can be dangerous for their health. A new study found that roughly 8% of U.S. adults reported taking sleep medications every day for most days, with use more common among those who are female, who are older, or who have lower income level. The report released Wednesday by the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention analyzed sleep medication use numbers from over 30,000 American adults. Health experts say using a sleeping medication every day can lead to problems such as needing higher doses or dependence, in which stopping the medication leads to withdrawal symptoms like seizures. Now, people may also have rebound insomnia, meaning they can't sleep without medication. Researchers have found that older people regularly taking sleeping drugs have higher risk of memory and concentration issues, daytime fatigue, and sleepiness that can lead to poor work performance or higher risk of car accidents. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a concern, but I know that's a real issue, especially for our older, mm-hmm. you know, brothers and sisters. Sleep is an important thing, yeah. and when it's disrupted or you're up late at night, it, it just makes the whole next day more difficult. Well, doesn't sound like you know medications are helping it either. Yeah, and I think what the health experts are saying too is you kind of have to look at the underlying issues of why you aren't getting enough sleep. Sure. And, and now you know certainly medications can be helpful, but that's not you know a long term answer. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, the city of Portland will begin proactively maintaining their park trees. A crucial task that Park and Recreation Bureau leaders say they couldn't afford to do in the past. Portland has 1.2 million trees spread across its public parks and natural areas, including 25,000 trees in neighborhood parks. I had no idea it was that many. Wow. Now, the sheer number of trees and limited staff capacity has kept city arborists from regularly pruning or doing other preventative work to ensure tree longevity. Instead, they focused on responding to emergencies like removing dangling limbs or fallen trees that block roads during the winter storms. Well, that changed with the windfall of funds from a 2020 levy, which added an estimated $48 million to parks' annual budgets through property taxes. Now, that allowed for staffing to be boosted by 40%, including 35 arborists. Now, Urban Forestry, the department within parks and recreation that handles trees, will continue working through the city one park per month. All right. In sports, what an evening for Damian Lillard as his Portland Trailblazers beat Utah 134-124 to last night at the Moda Center. Lillard lit up the Jazz for a cool 60 points. Wow. 6-0. 60 points. Lillard came one point shy of matching his career high of 61, which he has done twice in his career. 
Lillard went 21 of 29 from the field and made 9 of 15 threes. Lillard now has four 60-point games for his career, which is tied for third most in history with Michael Jordan and James Harden. Portland continues their homestand, hosting Toronto Saturday night. College Hoops, University of Portland women's team entertains Pepperdine tonight at the Child Center. That tips at 6 p.m. Be televised on the CW. Pilots are off to a great start in West Coast Conference play with a record of 8-1. and one. Pilot men are at Loyola Marymount tonight at 7 o'clock. And in men's Pac-12 play this evening, Oregon hosts Colorado at 6, and Utah visits Oregon State at 8. So what nation in the world has the best attendance to Catholic Mass? Mm, good question. I'll tell you who it's not. Okay. It's yeah, not us. I it's not the United that. States. Right. No. In fact, the nation with the best Catholic Mass attendance in the world could be Nigeria. Uh. According to a new study published by the Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate. Now, when asked the question, apart from a wedding's funerals, and baptisms. How often do you attend religious services these days? 94% of self-identified Nigerian Catholics surveyed said they attend weekly or daily Mass. 94%? 94% of Catholics in wow. Nigeria, mm. well, they go to Mass. Yeah. Now, the poll was conducted by the World Values Survey, which began tracking the data back in the 1980s and has statistics for 36 countries with large Catholic population. But among those surveyed, aside from Nigeria, weekly or more frequent mass attendance is highest among adults self-identified in Catholics. So this include Kenya Mm -hmm. and Lebanon, 73% and 69%. Now the next segment of countries where half or more Catholics attend every week include the Philippines, Colombia, Poland, and Ecuador. Hmm. Now, here's the sad part. Yeah. In our most recent poll in late summer of 2022, 17%, one seven of adult Catholics reported attending Mass uh, that frequently, with 5% watching Mass online or on television from home in the United States. 17%. That's yeah. what it says. Okay. Yeah. That's, and that is a, a post COVID era. Right. Now, they also noticed some correlation between economic factors and mass attendance and concluded that Catholicism is strongest in what is often called the developing world, where the GDP per capita is lower. Mm. So there's something perhaps correlating with when you get everything that you want. Yeah, there's less room for God. Mm, Good Mm. point. So interesting article. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Sunday at 5 o'clock is a young adult evening in Cottage Grove at Our Lady of Perpetual Help Catholic Church. Vespers followed by food and fellowship. And on Monday at 7, but for the grace of God presentation at the Fireside Room at St. Henry's Parish, the Justice and Peace Committee invite all to a free presentation by panelists who will share what is being done in our community to address the issues of homelessness. I'll have that. uh, You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. The vocation director of the Archdiocese of Seattle, he joins us right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Day Radio and Carmelite priest Father Christopher LaRocca as he prays the soul of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, heal me. Blood of Christ, drench me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. In your wounds, shelter me. From turning away, keep me. From the evil one, protect me. At the hour of my death, call me. Into your presence, lead me. To praise you with all your saints, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 744 at Day Radio. Cloudy today, high of 47. Chance of rain rolls in tonight, low of 39 degrees, and an 80% chance of showers for Friday. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Francis Catholic Church out in Sherwood. And 39 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. Well, in an effort to support vocations to the religious life, the Sarah Club of the Southern Deanery of the Archdiocese of Seattle Well, they all get together for a very special night to celebrate vocations. And that night, it's coming up on February 4th at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. They'll bring together religious priests, seminarians, too, to come together and celebrate and talk about vocations. And joining me today is the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Seattle, Father Justin Ryan. He will be part of this celebration that the community is invited to. Good morning, Father Ryan. Thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend. Yeah, good morning, Brenda. No, really good to be here. Appreciate the invite. Thanks. Well, this vocations dinner, I think it's a real highlight. And I know the Sarans will spend a lot of time preparing for this event. It will be, as always, a sold out crowd gathered at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. This will be the first vocations dinner 
Well, since the pandemic shutdown, so I think a lot of people are really looking forward to hosting you and to really celebrate vocations, the Archdiocese of Seattle. You know, for our listeners, Father Ryan, maybe share with us who was that person or that idea that first stirred within you that maybe gave you the idea that not only is the priesthood an option for you, but that God was calling you to that. Yeah, I'd say like, uh, the idea, much like many things, and now in my preaching as a priest, uh, came from the soccer field, um, where I had, you know, in many ways, kind of my primary prayer intention growing up was was that I wanted to win something in sports. Uh, I just, I played on a bunch of sports teams that yeah, we were good, but, you know, let's just say just got accustomed to losing. And so, uh, so I remember even in middle school, like, God, I just want to win something, you know, then I'll do whatever you want. Almost like this bargaining with God, you know? And so it was my sophomore year of high school. I had the real blessing to play for Archbishop Murphy high school. And we had a, uh, just a plethora of soccer talent for our school size. And so anyways, we went into the season expecting to win the state title. We did. And in the midst of that, it, it just kind of unveiled like how, kind of deep our desire goes, you know, because I, I was like happy, but it wasn't nearly as satisfying, fulfilling as I thought it would be, which then led to this, you know, just realization about, okay, living the Christ-like life, like that's what's going to, you know, not just fulfill our desires, but also be the, the means by which, you know, the Lord welcomes us home and the means by which God, you know, reaches out to so many through us. And so, you know, this question in, in the months that followed, what about the priesthood or like that idea, if you will, started surfacing. Um, and, you know, there were plenty of people, uh, had a teacher in high school in particular, uh, John Clapp, who was who had some just great advice for me. He had, uh, as well as Father Armando Guzman, who was the chaplain at Archbishop Murphy then. Uh, and, then in, and then in college at Gonzaga, there, were, uh, there was a discernment group I was part of. That was immensely helpful, as well as a couple of priests from the Diocese of Spokane, uh, quite a few others. But, uh, but yeah, so in my case, it was kind of took a village. But it, if, if anything, it actually began on the soccer field. So it's amazing how God turns very ordinary experiences like a game of soccer to bring someone in. Father Ryan, you said something interesting and maybe clarify for our listeners we think about especially young people or if they're talking with their parents, they look at their lives and as they grow up, they say, when I grow up, this is what I'm going to do. How do you maybe tell the difference between your own decision? Like, well, I'm going to do this. This is the decision I've made for my life and I'm going to pursue it versus a vocation where God is calling you to this. And will you enter into it that way? How do you, how do you talk to people about that? I guess, yeah, I mean, the, the language I found helpful, or maybe even a phrase, if you will, that I found helpful is like deepest desires. And so, I mean, God, you know, created us to experience joy and happiness. And so while there's certainly sacrifice and really just responding to the Lord's call and even within our daily lives, but especially with our vocation, there's certainly sacrifice there, but there's also kind of joy in the midst of it. We even think of Jesus on the cross as actually a joyful paradoxically, but joyful moment. And so, you know, the encouragement is, well, could I, you know, get down to a, a place where I'm like choosing to do something almost, again, kind of willing the good of the other, loving the other, loving God, 
And, you know, if I can recognize something that, you know, that's bringing joy and is also I'm choosing it out of love. Well, and also like I have a sense of peace about it in prayer uh, consistently, you know, maybe not constantly, but consistently. And it's like, okay, well, it, it's like I want to do this. But in reality, like I've gotten to a place, you know, deep enough in my own heart that actually the, these are desires that God's given me. And so in a way, I'm simply responding to what I've been given. Um, so that, that's it, it, just that phrase, deepest desires and trying mm. to, trying to help folks get there, um, it has been, was helpful for me personally, and then try to encourage, uh, young people as well to, you know, and the way I typically do it is, you know, in terms of preaching is, is more like, well, whenever you have that thought, like, what do I want to do when I grow up or when I'm at a college, like, what am I doing after graduation? Just make sure to tweak that and be like, well, what, what does God want me to do That's when it. I grow up? Or what, what is God inviting me toward after graduation? And and that can help us get to those deepest desires that, that God's put on each one of our hearts. Well, one of the ways that you can explore that question, what does God want for me, is coming up at the 2023 Celebration of Vocations Dinner. It's on February 4th, beginning at 5 o'clock. Archbishop Paul H. will be in attendance. So Mass begins at 5 o'clock and then the dinner at 630 well, before that very special of event, an event which I will add is absolutely free for all high schoolers because this is the message that we want them to hear. There's also an opportunity to pray for vocations. You know, Father Ryan, those of us in the Southern Deanery of the Archdiocese of Seattle, you know, we are now aware of the Partners in the Gospel initiative that started. And it, you know, in no small part has to do with, well, vocations. I think that makes this really important. And whenever there is something as important as vocations, well, we need to spend a little time in prayer. That is why a whole hour has been set aside the night before a holy hour at Holy Redeemer Parish the Friday night before at 630 to pray for vocations. That seems so easy to say, or maybe even try like, oh, I'm going to pray for vocations. But prayer's everything, isn't it? Yeah, well, and, you know, we're speaking in response to the Lord. I mean, you know, they were responding to his call and, uh, you know, to ask the master of the harvest for laborers. Um, and uh, and so in many ways, we're simply continuing even through praying for vocations, you know, to respond to the gospel. But then also in those, in as we get into those times we've set aside for praying, you know, we can use some, you know, there's tons of prayers that have been written out, including, I mean, our own archdiocese has a, prayer for vocations and the Sarah club itself has its own prayer for vocations. Uh, so those, those can be immensely helpful to kind of put words to what's on our heart. Uh, but then also we can take time to, you know, ask the Lord, well, you know, who, who maybe are some folks I should invite to consider, you know, the call to priesthood, religious life, marriage as well, you know, I mean, uh, and, uh, and then, you know, um, for those who are, you know, young adults, uh, youth in high school, especially also praying about, okay, so what are those kind of gifts that God's given me? Um, and what are, uh, you know, what is the possibility of, you know, vocation, whether to priesthood or religious life? Is that something the Lord might be inviting me to? Uh, I remember when I was 14, like there was a priest who was giving this homily and he, he uh, at one point he just, he just went, 
every young person here needs to at least consider the possibility of priesthood you know every young man you know and he uh he added that doesn't mean most of you are called in fact many of you probably are not called but you're all called to at least consider it and then he's like all the young women all of you are called to at least consider the religious life so um so we're all called to at least consider you know um uh, uh, that state of life the Lord's uh, inviting us to. Um, and so, so anyways, that's something we can pray about in that, in those times we've set aside praying for vocations as well as praying for, you know, who we might invite. So. Oh, well, join your prayers to many at this special event. Again, it's coming up February 4th. Just before we go to Father Ryan, if there is somebody listening who thinks they have this call and they want to get in contact or in the Archdiocese of Seattle, where can they go to connect with you or to find out more about the vocations office for the Archdiocese of Seattle? So they could, you know, email me at justin.ryan uh, at seattlearch.org. Uh, as well as, you know, finding out more, could simply type in seattlevocations.com and that'll get them uh, to our website that uh, we'll have information around, um, you know, the priesthood, our seminarians, as well as, you know, diaconate marriage, religious life, you know. So really, I mean, it's meant to be uh, a place where anybody who's seeking to live their baptismal call uh, to holiness, you know, can uh, find some information related to the vocation God's calling them toward. All right. Fantastic. Father Ryan, you're going to be there along with our Archbishop Paul H. of the Archdiocese of Seattle. Sure to be a wonderful event. We really look forward to having you down at St. Joseph's in Vancouver. And I really thank you for your time today. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Brenda. And again, hope to see many of your listeners. And uh, it's it just always a joy to get down. Uh, kind of by the river with you guys. So, Oh, and fantastic. And well, again, that is Father Justin Ryan. I will be sure to add all the information about the Sarah Club Vocations Dinner coming up and also about the website on Vocations for the Archdiocese of Seattle. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 756 at Mater Day Radio. And speaking of the Hail Mary Media app, if you haven't downloaded it yet, please go to our website, check it out. You can have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library on the Hail Mary Media app. All the details at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Day Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Day Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. 
The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 758 at Mater Day Radio. In the U.S. sending tanks to Ukraine. The report in the news. That story and more coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we're looking at a saint whose ministry life was documented throughout the New Testament and in fact has two books in the Bible. Timothy was the son of a Gentile and Jew. It wasn't until he stumbled upon his lifetime friend and fellow apostle Paul that Timothy became a baptized Christian. On fire with his new Christian faith, he set out with Paul and Barnabas across Asia Minor to bring the good news to anyone who would listen. Their first stop, Macedonia. After some time of preaching together, the group began to divide and conquer in the name of Christ. Paul eventually left for Athens while Timothy and Barnabas stayed in Thessalonica. The hope was that Timothy would be able to judge the acceptance of faith among the Thessalonians. He'd make sure that their ministry efforts were actually understood by those they preached to and not just become surface level ideas to be quickly forgotten. Eventually the gang met back up in Corinth and they continued their ministry for many years together. After many letters and correspondences, Timothy then dropped off in the Acts of the Apostles. Not because he packed his bags and decided he had enough of the nomadic life, but because he would go on to become the first bishop of Ephesus in the year 64. Eventually, Paul was arrested, and it would be a matter of time before he was martyred in the faith. He sent for Timothy to say farewell to his friend who had traveled far and wide for the sake of the Gospels. It wouldn't be long before Bishop Timothy would join his friend and companion in the martyr's death. He was stoned in the year 97 after trying to preach against the celebration for the goddess Diana in Ephesus. Throughout the entirety of his ministry life, St. Timothy was known to suffer from some sort of stomach ailment, but this didn't slow him down from preaching with his companions, nor did his reserved and introverted personality. You're probably sick of hearing this by now, but as we all know, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He works through our shortcomings and shows us how those don't necessarily limit us to what we can do. In a public address from Pope Benedict XVI in 2006, he emphasized just how alive for the mission St. Timothy was. He said, indeed, the apostle entrusted Timothy with important missions and saw him almost as an alter ego, as is evident from his great praise of him in his letter to the Philippians. I have no one like him who will be genuinely anxious for your welfare. St. Timothy cared deeply for those he ministered to. They weren't just a number to be added to the church, but an individual soul who needed them to know that Christ came to die for them. Those of us in any type of ministry should do the same. But Sophia, easier said than done. Our pew numbers are down and it doesn't look so good to have an empty church or ministry event. I know, I get it. I work in parish life, but when we're on fire for the individuals having an intimate relationship with God, instead of simply growing our numbers with watered down messages, it'll reflect in our ministry. And our love for our brothers and sisters will actually be what encourages them to discover Christ. St. Timothy, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, Please download our free Hail Mary media app. You can find the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8.01. In your news this morning, in a major increase of U.S. support to Ukraine, President Joe Biden has signed off on sending 31 M1 Abrams tanks to the war-torn country 
As concerns mount over a new Russian offensive this spring, in a White House briefing yesterday, Biden said he made the decision based on Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin's recommendation that the move will enhance Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has repeatedly appealed for more tanks, with the harsh winter and the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion approaching. Now, the move comes as Germany authorized the transfer of German-made Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine and allowed the 12 NATO countries that have Leopard 2s to send them to Ukraine as well. President Biden said it will take some time before the Abram tanks are ready for battle in Ukraine. And in an interview published Wednesday, Pope Francis decried the German synodal way as elitist, unhelpful, and running the risk of bringing ideological harm to church process. The German experience does not help, the pontiff told Associated Press when asked about the controversial process, explaining that dialogue should involve all the people of God. Since it's launched by Cardinal Reinhard Marx in 2019, the German Synodal Way has been surrounded by controversy. Participants have voted on draft documents calling for changes to church teaching on several key areas that have promoted accusations of heresy, fear of schism. Now, in his interview published Wednesday, Pope Francis insisted that we should always try to unite. Now, despite all these interventions, the Synodal Way in Germany is currently still expected to continue as planned by its organizers, and the next and so far final Synodal Assembly is scheduled to take place in Frankfurt this March. The Justice Department and eight states have filed an antitrust suit against Google, seeking to break up its alleged monopoly on online advertising. In the suit filed Tuesday, the government alleges that Google is looking to neutralize or eliminate rivals in the online ad marketplace through acquisitions and to force advertisers to use its products by making it difficult to use competitors' offerings. Tuesday's lawsuit comes as the U.S. government is increasingly looking to rein in big tech's dominance, although such legal action can take years to complete, and Congress has not passed any recent legislation seeking to curb the influence of the tech industry's largest players. The European Union has been more active. It launched an antitrust investigation into Google's digital ad dominance in 2021. Well, Amazon, surprise decision to shut down its Amazon Smile donation program has left thousands of its nonprofit beneficiaries disappointed and concerned about finding ways to replace the funding. The e-commerce giant had launched Amazon Smile back in 2013, contributing 0.5% of every purchase made by participating customers to the charity of their choosing. Now, as of 2022, the company said it had donated $449 million to various charities. Before it ends the program next month, Amazon says it will provide a final donation to each of the one million plus nonprofits that use Amazon Smile, equivalent to 25% of what the charity received from the program in 2022. Patrick Malone, a company spokesperson, said Amazon's decision to end the program was part of a strategic shift to support initiatives that work on a larger scale. He showed as example the $2 billion contribution to build affordable housing. 
After 10 years, he said it was time to reevaluate the program. He said the move is not a criticism of the nonprofits that they supported. All right. In sports, the Portland Timbers and Thorns have a new <coughs> CEO. It's Heather Davis, as announced by the teams on Wednesday. Davis makes history as the highest-ranking female executive in club history and one of five women overseeing club operations in Major League Soccer. Davis had been serving in the position on an interim basis since owner Merritt Paulson stepped away as CEO as the club faced upheaval following investigations into its operations. In her role as CEO, Davis will lead all business ventures for the Timbers and Providence Park and will do the same for the Thorns until the club is sold by Paulson. And Blazers win last night. They beat the Utah Jazz at home, 134-124. to Damian Lillard, 60 points. So I would presume that a number of those shots went up and then came out of the basket while, you know, 30 of them or, you know, 60 points worth went in. I, I mean, that just must have been just a constant just – toss-up for him to get well he shot the ball 29 times wow and made 21 and made 21 of them there you go that's phenomenal good shooting well one of the highlights of pope francis upcoming trip to the democratic republic of the congo will be the mass celebrated on february 1st in the presence of at least 120,000 people gathered on the tarmac of Indolo Airport in Kinshasa. Now, the liturgy will incorporate elements of the Zairean rite. I didn't know that there was a Zairean rite. Well, that was made possible by the Second Vatican Council. Its development required nearly two decades of work and dialogue between Rome and the Zairean Episcopate. Now, the melodies of this rite integrating elements specific to African culture into the Roman Catholic liturgy have resounded twice under the vaults of St. Peter's Basilica, once on December 1st of 2019 and then more recently on July 3rd, 2022, during the Mass that was celebrated for the Congolese community in Rome to compensate for the postponement of this papal visit due to health reasons. Now, a slow process of nearly two decades took place between the local episcopate requested in 1969 and the approval of the Roman Missal for the Diocese of Zaire in 1988. So the dicasteries for divine worship and for the doctrine of the faith studied the celebrations conducted at Experimentum. So in 1980, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger himself of course, we know him also as Pope Benedict, right. went to Zaire to observe the implementation of this liturgy and make observations. I really am actually kind of looking forward to yeah, seeing that. Me the, too. The, the bringing in of the local culture and you know recognizing how much effort went into making sure that, well, it all aligns with Rome. Mm-hmm. Boy, I think that would just be even yeah. more beautiful. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, men, time for a road trip. February 4th, beginning at 8 a.m. is the Idaho Men's Catholic Conference in person and online, St. Paul's Catholic Church in Nampa, Idaho. Now, the day's schedule includes Mass celebrated by Bishop Peter Christensen, talks by Monsignor James Shea and Major League Baseball All-Star 
Mike Sweeney. You can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It is the Theology of the Body Curriculum for the Family. You're going to hear about that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The 2023 Idaho Catholic Men's Conference is coming up Saturday, February 4th. You're invited to the premier Catholic men's event in the West. Attend the conference in person at St. Paul's Parish in Nampa, Idaho, or attend virtually online with Crowncast. This year's lineup includes Monsignor James Shea and Major League Baseball All-Star Mike Sweeney. For all the details or to register now, please visit IdahoCatholicMen.org. That's IdahoCatholicMen.org. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline, You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
It is 813 at Mater Day Radio. That air stagnation advisory that's been in effect the last few days, expected to end mid-morning today. We'll have a high of 47 degrees under mostly cloudy skies. About a 30% chance of rain tonight, low of 39. That increases to 80% chance of rain tomorrow, a high of 47. Then got to keep an eye out on Saturday yeah. night into Sunday. Could see some snow, blustery weather cold down to like 27 oh that does not sound very pleasant maybe a fireplace kind of weekend that'd be nice currently it is 43 degrees at saint thomas catholic church out in camas and 43 degrees at saint luke church in woodburn the theology of the body it's such an in-depth body of work that scholars have spent the years since john paul ii gave it to us through his wednesday audience Well, now this depth of work is accessible to every family in a new way that allows parents to introduce key Catholic concepts of personhood based on this teaching. Well, last year, we introduced you to TOB Monthly Kids, a magazine, and Lindsay Karen shared with us this amazing curriculum on this body of work and how it's accessible for every family. It was a work in progress, but Lindsay is back with us to let us know Well, it's completed. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Well, Lindsay, as we talked about before, from a single idea, this entire depth of work was put together in Theology of the Body. Kind of remind our listeners about how just right here in Portland, Oregon, this publication came to life. Yeah, so, you know, I think everybody knows that we're out here in mission territory, and um, that can be a blessing because it kind of brought to the forefront a couple years ago with several of us moms in the area of like, okay, what's going on in the culture, and what are the resources that we have that we can kind of teach counter-truth to our children, or I should say the truth to our children, um, counter to what the culture is presenting, and we weren't really finding what we needed, and we needed it yesterday, you know, Um, there are parts of the country that are kind of catching up to where we are now. But almost three years ago is when we started and we just started by meeting and saying, what's the answer? Uh, Quickly, it became clear to us it was the theology of the body. And then what's the next step is to find resources that are available to youth and children. Um, And so we did that. We found resources. We found curriculum. There's not a lot out there, but there is some really good stuff that's out there. Um, and that's where we began. And then we decided to adopt it further for parents and, um, create this mini magazine that parents could get in their hands. That's really easy, um, interactive between child and parent, child and material, six to eight pages of content, colorful, um, engaging. And so in that way, we just tried to make it really, really accessible and really easy for parents to start having these conversations at home. Lindsay, what was the first age group of publications that TOB Monthly came out with? Yeah, so we started with kids, which is geared, we now have five age groups, but we started with kids and that's geared to age um, six to nine. And really that just kind of came about because of the ages of my own children and then the experience that I had largely teaching that age group um, before I had kids. So that is what came most naturally to me to begin with. And it was a really fun project. We developed a team, um, doctors, psychologists, theologians. We have a really prominent priest in the archdiocese that oversees everything that we write and put out. So we had a great time. We did that about two years ago. And then we 
during that process, the idea was born, okay, this needs to be available to every age group from little tiny to, you know, young adulthood. Um, and so from there, we, we then created littles, which is ages two to five. And then um, after that, we started working on middles, teens, and campus. So it takes, you can get these age groups that are appropriately uh, worded for your particular child's developmental stage from everywhere from age two to age 22. And then in each age group, Lindsay, how many publications does a family receive if they subscribe to it? Yeah, so we use the word subscription because they're they're modeled like little mini magazines. However, we send it out. If you were to subscribe or purchase a set of materials for an age group, you would get eight of these mini magazines and you would get them all at once. And the concept is to kind of bring out, you know, about one a month. Um, you can spread them out because it's eight. You can spread them out evenly over the course of 12 months. Uh, we kind of structured it on an academic school year just because some are so busy. May or June, you have covered all eight issues. And those eight issues, they correspond directly with the Christian anthropology standards that have been derived from a couple of the leading TOB experts in the field uh, directly from John Paul II, man and woman. He created them. So that's for people who are new to this, we call the body of teaching theology of the body, um, but it is in this anthology actually labeled man and woman. He created them, and that's the wording that John Paul II gave to this group of teachings he gave over the course of five years that are now, thanks be to God, standardized into these beautiful, simple teaching standards that we were able to use for our eight issues. Oh, well, fantastic. If you're just tuning in, Lindsay Caron is joining me today. She is one of the creators of a great family program on Theology of the Body called TOB Monthly Kids. She's joining me today to give us a bit of an update on how things are going. Well, it does sound like things are going really amazingly well. I want to get back to something you mentioned, though, Lindsay. You said it's based on the Christian anthropology standard. That's a big word. Explain to our listeners what that means as far as the content in the magazine. Sure. So break it down first, like take the hardest word, which is anthropology. Um, and some people may be new to that, but really it, that's just an understanding of humanity, right? And so um, what people have discovered is that this theology of the body teaching, which you know, combines the teaching on body and soul and co and covers so much more than human sexuality. It's a misconception a lot of people have of the teaching, but it covers the dignity of human personhood. And so really that's what anthropology is, is this understanding of humanity. And when we say it's a Christian anthropology, we're saying, you know, our Christian understanding of humanity says that the body reveals the soul and that that equals what we call personhood, and we find our identity in that. And so these are all concepts and words that the culture is taking a different twist on. Um, but we have these standards, um, which in the world of education, you know, just means we hit these marks, and that's how we know that we've taught the full teaching. So Christian anthropology standards, the marks of teaching that we want children to know about their humanity and personhood as rooted in Christianity. That's kind of how you can break that down. And what those technically are is uh, this group of standards that were created in 2019 from two leading TOB organizations. So one is Rural Woods Press, and they're a leading TOB curriculum company out of uh, Cincinnati. And then the other is the Cardinal Newman Society, which mm. they are, you know, this nonprofit that exists to keep Catholic education Catholic. And they work together 
to break down those 600 plus pages of um, John Paul II's teaching of theology of the body into these 12 really accessible standards. And then what we did as an organization, uh, we just happened to combine a couple of those 12 standards that really were very similar in theme. So now we have eight eight themes that we derived from the 12 standards. So we oh. just broke it down a little bit more. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Lindsay, I've enjoyed our conversation so much, and there is so much more we need to talk about with regards to TOB Monthly. I am coming up against my break. Stay with me through the break, and I'm going to continue my conversation with Lindsay in the next half hour. And it is 822 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Thursday morning. So if you haven't checked it out, go to our website, go to our programming page. We have so many outstanding programs that you hear right here on Mater Day Radio. You know, Friday night, tomorrow night, that's View from the Pew. View from the Pew. Evening. Yeah. We're working on tomorrow's show already, trying to come up with some good ideas. All right. Well, that's just one of the wonderful shows that you hear right here on Mater Day Radio, Living Stones on Monday night. You've got... Voice of the Shepherd, Tuesday evening, Blazing the Trail, Wednesday evening, all locally produced programs. So again, that is on our programming page. You can print yourself off a full program schedule. It's Support for Matarday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This February, spend time with women from across the area and arise. Reflect on the beauty of God's marvelous design of womanhood at Holy Redeemer Catholic Parish in Vancouver on February 10th and 11th for the Arise Women's Conference. For the first time ever, this conference will be open to women from middle school through adult with special breakout tracks for youth. Listen to Catholic recording artist and national speaker, Noel Garcia, and discover God's plan for holiness in women and our capacity to love. Registration fee includes conference materials and Saturday lunch and dinner. Information and registration can be found online at holyredeemervan.org. That's holyredeemervan.org. Join for a weekend of friendship, reflection, and arise. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. 
sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. Day 26 at Mater Day Radio, and a new study is out on sleep medications. We'll have that for you coming up. And after disclosing in an interview that previous health issues have returned, Pope Francis insists he has no plans to step down. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news just about three minutes. Here is Village Lights with Christ our King. You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Village Lights and Christ Our King. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis has revealed a reoccurrence of the intestinal ailment that has plagued him in recent years while also professing well, to be in good health for his age. He indicated he has no plans to resign, although if he were to step down, he reiterated that he would want to be called Bishop Emeritus of Rome rather than Pope Emeritus, the title given to his predecessor, Benedict XVI. Now, in a wide-ranging interview with the Associated Press published on Wednesday, the Pope disclosed that diverticulosis, or bulges in his intestinal wall, had returned. At the same time, however, the 86-year-old pontiff who was preparing to embark on a pilgrimage to South Sudan and the Democratic Republic of Congo next week insisted that he's in relatively good condition. Now, in the summer of 2022, Pope Francis suffered a slight fracture in his knee that made it painful for him to walk. But Francis told the AP that the fracture had healed without surgery after laser and magnetic therapy. Yeah, I watched the uh, mass, Christmas mass from yes. the Vatican, you know, mm-hmm. and he was sitting, I think, most of the time. Just it's hard. It is. Yeah. It is. And I mean, you, you think about, you know, your health when you're yeah. at that age, but then add on top of it the schedule exactly. that Pope Francis yeah. has to keep up. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, a newly discovered asteroid will pass by Earth today in one of the closest such encounters ever recorded. NASA says it will be a near miss with no chance of the asteroid hitting Earth. NASA said Wednesday that the newly discovered asteroid is roughly the size of a small truck and will zoom 2,200 miles above the southern tip of South America. That's 10 times closer, though, than the bevy of communication satellites circling overhead. Now, the closest approach will occur at 4.27 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so this afternoon for us. NASA's impact hazard assessment system, called SCOUT, quickly ruled out a strike, though. Now, even if the space rocket came a lot closer, scientists said most of it would burn up in the atmosphere, with some of the bigger pieces possibly falling as meteorites. I'm wondering, so if you were down in that South American region and right. if you had a telescope, would you be able to see it? Could you see it? Yeah, it's because it, I mean, it's the size of a know. small truck, so it's not huge. But does still, it reflect yeah, light? Or right. I mean, because we can see satellites yeah, exactly. in the sky, and and those are not particularly large crafts. So. Right. I don't know, though. It's far away. It is far away. Well, catalytic converter thieves are causing a bit of issue with Portland Public Schools. The last several months, thieves have been stealing catalytic converters from PPS buses. Now PPS is hoping electric fences are going to put a stop to it. On Tuesday night, in a unanimous decision, the Portland School Board voted to install an electric fence around their bus yard in northeast Portland. For months, bus drivers have been concerned about the thefts that have been taking place in all hours of the day. Bob Foster, who is a school bus driver with the school district, gave his testimony on Tuesday night. He said catalytic converter thefts are still occurring. Fuel theft and fuel tank damage is happening, as well as fuel card theft from the buses. Now, Brandon Coonrod, who is the assistant director of student transportation for the district, says they've already spent nearly $30,000 on repairs this year alone. 
So over the next couple of months, both the Marine Yard and the Columbia Yard will soon have better protection. Coonrod added that he expects the fencing to be installed over the next two months. All right. Well, millions of Americans say they regularly turn to medications for help falling or staying asleep, which experts say can be dangerous for their health. New study found that roughly 8% of U.S. adults reported taking sleep medications every day or most days, with use more common among those are female, who are older, or who have a lower income level. The report released Wednesday by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention analyzed sleep medication use numbers from over 30,000 American adults. Health experts say using a sleeping medication every day can lead to problems such as needing higher doses or dependence in which stopping the medication leads to withdrawal symptoms like seizures. Now, people may also have rebound insomnia, meaning they can't sleep without the medication. Research has found that older people regularly taking sleep drugs have higher risk of memory and concentration issues, daytime fatigue, and sleepiness that can lead to poor work performance or higher risk of car accidents. Well, the city of Portland will begin proactively maintaining it park trees, a crucial task that Parks and Recreation Bureau leaders say they couldn't afford to do in the past. Portland has 1.2 million trees spread across its public parks and natural areas, including 25,000 trees, neighborhood parks. Now, the sheer number of trees and limited staff capacity has kept city arborists from regularly pruning or doing other preventative work to ensure trees' longevity. Instead, well, they've had to focus on responding to emergencies like removing dangling limbs or fallen trees that block roads during winter storms. Now, that changed with the windfall of funds from a 2020 levy, which added an estimated $48 million to Park's annual budget through property taxes. So Urban Forestry, the department within Parks and Recreation that handles trees, will continue working through one city park per month. I enjoy talking to arborists. Like when they come out and look at your trees, it's always fascinating to hear them explain, well, explain. Here, here's what this tree is doing. And, you know, you, this is where you should prune. This tree, mm, it's a little shaky right now. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. They're they're very good at their work. In sports, what an evening for Damian Lillard at his Portland Trailblazers beat Utah 134-124 to last night at the Moda Center. Lillard lit up the jazz for a cool 60 points. Lillard came one point shy of matching his career high of 61, which he has done twice in his career. Lillard went 21 of 29 from the field and made 9 of 15 threes. Lillard now has four 60-point games for his career, which is tied for third most in history with Michael Jordan and James Harden. Portland continues their homestand hosting Toronto Saturday night. College Hoops, University of Portland women's team entertains Pepperdine tonight at the Child Center. At tips at 6 o'clock, it'll be televised on the CW. Pilots are off to a great start in West Coast Conference play with a record of 8-1. Pilot men are at Loyola Marymount. That starts at 7. In men's Pac-12 play this evening, Oregon hosts Colorado at 6. And Utah visits Oregon State at 8. Well, what is the nation with the best Catholic mass attendance in the world. Well, it's not us here in the United States. In fact, looks like it's Nigeria. 
According to a new study published by the Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate. So when asked the question, apart from weddings, funerals and christenings, how often do you attend religious services these days? Well, 94% of self-identified Nigerian Catholics surveyed said they attend a weekly or daily mass. The poll was conducted by the World Value Survey, which began tracking the data in 1980, has statistics for 36 countries with large Catholic population. Among those surveyed also, aside from Nigeria, weekly or more frequent mass attendance is highest among adults self-identified Catholics in Kenya, which was at 73%, and Lebanon was at 69%. Now, the next segment of countries where half or more Catholics attend every week, that includes the Philippines, Poland, and Ecuador. Now, where is the United States in this lineup? Well, it's not even a very, it's not pretty yeah, far down, down on the list. list yeah. Yes. In fact, numbers pre-pandemic showed 24% of Catholics attended Mass on a weekly or daily basis. That's pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, right? right? Now, the most recent poll in late summer of 2022 said 17% of mm. adult Catholics reporting attending Mass that frequently with 5% watching mass online or television from home instead. Now, they also notice a correlation between economic factors and mass attendance and concluded that Catholicism is strongest in what is often called the developing world, where the GDP per capita is lower. Hmm. Very interesting survey. So 17% for the U.S., and that's post-pandemic. I think the, the, one of the concerns has been, will it raise back up? Sure. You know, because those— And I think yeah. that that's the question on the diocese and the bishop and archbishops across the country. Yep. How are they going to bring them back? For sure. And we need to bring them back even more than 25%. <laughs> yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On February 10th and 11th is the Arise Women's Conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Holy Redeemer Parish invites all women to come for a weekend of reflection and friendship. Speakers include Noel Garcia, Sue Baldwin, and Diane Boggs. There will be scheduled time for Mass, Eucharistic Adoration, and Reconciliation with tracks for adults and youngers. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview on the Theology of the Body curriculum right after the forecast. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com.
It's 8.42 at Mater Day Radio. Air stagnation advisory in effect until 10 this morning. Mostly cloudy skies throughout the day. High of 47 degrees. 30% chance of rain tonight increasing to 80%. Low of 39 degrees. 47 degrees your high for tomorrow with an 80% chance of rain. Then Saturday, Saturday night, got to watch for possibly a little snowfall and much colder yeah. temperatures. I wonder if that's gonna like and maybe begin with rain and then transition a little bit overnight. It's uh, I think that's kind of yeah, the kind the, of fuzzy right now. The, the freezing level starts to really drop. Boy, yeah, and it does drop quite a bit. Well, currently it is 44 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And it is 43 degrees at St. John the Apostle in Oregon City. I am back now with Lindsay Karen. Lindsay is joining me today as we talk about TOB Monthly Kids. The curriculum is complete for all age group, and she's joining me today, well, to tell us more about it. Lindsay, thank you so much for staying with me today. When parents subscribe, they are they are given the full year's content, eight eight packages or eight eight editions of it. Kind of for our listeners, just run through what uh, each magazine has, what the content is, how pe- parents are supposed to run through it. Yeah, so one thing to note is that they're all consumables. Um, and so what that means is that kids can really interact with them, use them, write in them, color in them. There's as much as it is magazine of reading material, it's interactive uh, lessons, essentially, where the children are um are completing little prompts and activities along the way, all the way up through. Uh, obviously, there's a lot less at the older levels. So at teens and campus, there's a lot less of that. There's more reading and absorbing of the material. But um, there's still an area as they get older to, you know, jot down some thoughts and prayers as they go. Now, the littles, um, let's say age two to five littles, it's a lot of colored pictures and, you know, matching the little egg to the chick and matching the seed to the plant and, you know, drawing lines that match things, circling things that speak to them, a lot of imagery. We have some really tasteful, beautiful pictures of uh, babies in utero, you know, so that they can start to see what that even looks like. Um, And then there's always a little theology lesson um, that's age-appropriate for the child, but it'll walk the parent right through. Okay, what is it? What's the point of me showing them the seed and the egg? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the theology right there. Um, and then you go, kids, it's a little more interactive. There's some some more drawings and um, activities that they can do. There's a section where they can interview their parent and find out their parent's thoughts on these things. It is really supposed to be done with the parent. Um, the parent is the primary educator. It's a really key piece of this. Well, Lindsay, it's just amazing how much thought you've put into this. Obviously, through research and just life experience, you do understand, you know, where kids are at these different age groups and what is really going to impact them the most. Let's move to those middle schoolers. They can be just a tough group of kids to reach out to. They're kind of in between stage where they want to be more reasonable, but just for their own limitations, they can have difficulties especially kind of learning about themselves and their place in the world. What kind of material is here available for parents of middle schoolers? This was our most challenging and probably longest to develop age group, (laughs) but we had the most fun with it Um, because of exactly what you described. Middle school is the most unique age group. And um, I'm grateful that I taught it for a little bit and um, could really wrap my head around what they needed. And so what we used a lot with middle school is short little snippets, 
lots of things broken up in, in little uh, sound bites. And then we used a lot of humor. We tried to use humor wherever we could. And we put in things like uh, memes and jokes and Mad Libs and, you know, some, uh, some just lighthearted things where we could help them approach the topic a little, a lot easier. We hope a lot easier. Yeah. Well, fantastic. And then just moving up the age groups, I laugh because I've had four teenagers in my own house. You know, <laughs> you know, when they hit teenagehood, well, in their own minds, they've learned everything they need to know about. And they don't uh, hesitate to remind us parents about what they know about everything. But again, hitting these important topics with theology of the body. Pope John Paul II had such a love for youth. We think about World Youth Day. And so there's a lot that can be brought out to our teenagers through your publications. Kind of let us know a little bit about that. Well, yeah, you hit on some important things right there. And so that's what we focus in the very first issue before we even dive into theology with these teens um, and campus college students. The first issue is just about how they are a gift, because the culture has really attacked that in every way, shape, and form for so long to them that it's like to build any kind of trust where they might might even consider opening issue two, the first issue is you are such a gift, you know, and here are all the ways that you are dignified and you are worthy and you are a gift and you are loved. Um, and, and that's very fitting because the first theme is that life is a gift. And so we do... Uh, that theme repeats around issue six. And so we have the opportunity to get into the details of what that means by issue six, a little bit more um, in depth on like life in the womb being a gift. Um, Issue one focuses on them being a gift and how we do that throughout the issues for teens and campus. They're structured very similarly um, is we profile stories and we profile other people who have lived these truths. And so in each issue, there's a saint profiled and then there's a star profiled and the star we quickly kind of found we couldn't rely on anyone in the culture because you just never know where their life is going to turn. So a lot of our stars, they're Catholic stars like Lila Rose and uh, Leah Darrow and Father Mike Schmidt. And um, so we profiled just the work that they've done and saying, here's how I found the truth. Here's what I believe to be, you know, vitally important and here's how I live it. And we try to pick people who are really appealing. You know, they're still young and uh, they, a lot of them, you know, just by chance, they tend to be really good looking people. And um, I think that that will draw the teens in. And the saints, you know, we worked really hard to work with Catholic Etsy artists who have very modern, uh, tasteful and unique representation of the saints. I didn't quite want to use the same images that kids have seen over and over and over again. Right. And a lot of them are, you know, a little antiquated, to be honest. Um, so there's this really modern, fresh take on everything that we hope just draws them in. Well, hopefully in our discussion, you've been drawn in. Lindsay Karen is joining me today, the creator of TOB Monthly. It is a great work for young people to be introduced to their personhood based on the writings of John Paul II. Well, you have all five of these editions available now, but you didn't stop there. You have them available in Spanish, but a little bit more work needs to happen in order to make that available available for people. Tell our listeners where you're at with the Spanish language program. 
Yeah, we from the very beginning, we heard over and over, uh, this is great, and is it available in Spanish? So I always knew from the start it was going to be part of the program. When these five were ready, uh, they all also needed to be available in Spanish. And we have a team of translators um, from different Spanish-speaking countries, so we feel like we've done you know, a thorough job in getting the best Spanish translation um, out there that we can for everybody. And it's ready, but uh, the ping is... We need about we need to fundraise about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to be able to fund uh, a big first initial print run. And then, lastly, before we go, Lindsay, you've got these five age groups ready to go. Are there ideas for what the next thing is going to be for TOB Monthly? Yes, there are. So uh, the dream has always been to have cycle A, B, and C so that a child never needs to repeat content in an age group before they graduate up to the next age group. And so uh, we will be getting to uh, developing cycle B soon. But before we do that, there's been a big ask for content on how to approach the talk um, about sex from the Catholic perspective. So we're going to gather back, you know, our psychologists and doctors and theologians and, and make this special issue, and it'll be available in each age group. So if you're not ready and you don't want to show those body parts and um, have that conversation at a certain age group, you just don't add it on. Um, it okay. will, you know, that's always been important to us to not uh, have the children see anything that the parent isn't ready to introduce. But the parent, if they're ready and they're looking for that aid, uh, we hope to have that out in six months or so, and it would be an add-on on the website. Oh, well, again, you are just the ideas when you break open one idea, well, the Lord just fills you up with more ideas. And we're just so grateful, Lindsay, that you and your team are there to say yes to this great body of work. We're so appreciative of your time today. Now, our listeners hopefully are also intrigued. How can they find out all the information on getting these subscriptions for themselves and also more information about that Spanish language program? Sure. So our contact information is just um, www.tobparentschool.org. And you can buy directly on our website. And then our contact email address is at the bottom of the website as well. Well, perfect. Well, Lindsay, I really appreciate your time today. Again, such an amazing program and just glad that you have the ability to join us on our show today. And thank you so much. Thank you, Brenda. It's good to talk to you. Great to talk with you again, too. So that is Lindsay Karen, the TOB Monthly Kids Magazine. Five age groups are available now. So I'll be sure to add a link to the podcast of this interview where you can get right to their webpage, the webpage that Lindsay just mentioned. You can find that podcast on our webpage at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.53 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Thursday morning. Hey, do you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV? You'd like to get rid of it? How about considering Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program? A great way to support programs here on Mater Day Radio. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page with all of the information. Really a quick and easy process and a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning, that air stagnation advisory again in effect. Have mostly cloudy skies today, high of 47 degrees. Chance of rain rolls in tonight. We'll have a low of 39 and then an 80% chance of rain for Friday, a high of 47. It is currently 45 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Scott Mulvihill and Joy. I just want to bring a little joy, make a happy noise. I can't hold the weight of the world, but I can carry a tune to rejoice in the rain. Smile in the face of pain Oh, life's no easy game But I choose To bring a little joy The system's hardly working And for some it's getting worse They tell you what you don't deserve With lines that they've rehearsed Brothers, we are patient in the rocky ground we work My hammer is a chorus And my shovel is a verse I just want to bring a little joy Make a happy noise I can't hold the weight of the world But I can carry a tune To rejoice in the rain Smile in the face of pain Oh, life's no easy game But I choose
That is Scott Mulvihill and Joy. It's 859 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend on this last Thursday in January. Tomorrow, last Friday in January. All right, way back at the beginning of the show, we talked about it being National Spouses Day. That's right. The statistic, 45% of U.S. adults are married. 45%. There you have it. Less than half. I was way off when I said 60. (laughs) Yes. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend today. Please stay with us all day for great Catholic programming. Have a very blessed day.